Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We be winning when the game ends. I'll be skating on your whole team, Connor McDavid. Young player, but I'm in the league, Connor McDavid. It dissipated when I came in. We be winning when the game ends. I feel like Connor McDavid. Brendan, help me out here. Who, who, who is this? Okay, so I was put onto this like last night. This is a local rapper named Cadence Weapon, who uh, I'm not even sure when this came out, but not a moment too soon. <laughs> there we go. All right. Awesome stuff. It is 1234 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer joining you from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Uh, we'll tell you that guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. The 99th Roos Chris in North America was opened up in Edmonton on 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan and Chris that Oilers now sent you open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 to 10 p.m. Well, kind enough to uh, reschedule uh, so Louie could uh, make a flight today is Elliot Friedman, whose appearances on Oilers Now are presented by Mid-City Construction. Looking for a challenge, Mid-City is currently seeking underground personnel and laborers for all civil scopes to join their ranks. Apply today at mid-city.ca. And we welcome back to the show one of the most plugged-in men in the business. We're not talking about Pierre Lebrun or Frank Saravelli. We are talking about our own Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers, who you love. Most downloaded segment on this show on a weekly basis is Elliot's appearances. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing? I'm not even familiar with those other two people. Who are they? Well, they've been around a lot this series. That's all I'm going to tell you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, I was unfamiliar with those names. Yes, great guys. <laughs> all right. Great guys. <laughs> yes, uh, and and they pay for wine. So that makes them even better. Oh, well, there you go. Well, now I know why you're always hanging out with them, Bob. Well, you know what they say, win or lose, we're in the booze. Uh, and, winning's, <laughs> and winning's a lot better than losing. Elliot, That's are you surprised? Right, su- sure is. All right, put on your analyst hat. Are you surprised that the Edmonton yep. Oilers are up 3-1 in this series? You know what? I, I don't think I'm surprised. But, I, like, if you would have told me at the beginning of the series that Edmonton could be up 3-1, I would have said okay. Um, I mean, I, I think I'm more surprised the way it happened than the fact that Edmonton's up three to one. I mean, look, uh, I mean, it looked like for after four periods of the series, you guys looked finished. You know, you you absolutely did. Um, you know, game one was obviously awful for a lot of different reasons, and the start of game two looked awful for a lot of different reasons. And then, you know, I, I know there were some other fans who didn't like that I said that McDavid was single-handedly keeping them in it, but I'll stand by that. I think that he got going first and then everybody else kind of just found their footing. 
And, you know, I think that's what you, when you have a foundational franchise player and things are going really terribly, that's what you need from them. And he did. He delivered. And he got going. And then, you know, Dreisaitl got going and Hyman got going and Kane got going and, and, and Mike Smith got going and everybody else kind of, you know, filled in their roles. And uh, they've played extremely well. Like this, like this isn't undeserved. Um, I, I don't look at this. Like sometimes you look at a series and you say, how on earth is a team trailing? I don't think that here. You know, Edmonton is full marks for the lead they've got, and we'll see if they can close it out tonight. How many times during the two playoff rounds have you guys sat in that studio and said, did he just blank and do that? Oh, it happens all the time. It, it, it happens all the time, Bob. I mean, he's he's so good. Um, and, and I think that, you know, the best always get better, right? And, you know, the, the thing that I, I think that we're seeing from McDavid uh, this playoffs is he's a little bit meaner and he's a little bit more selfish. And those aren't, like, sometimes people equate those words with bad things, but in sports, those can be good things. Like, you know, McDavid's taken a lot of abuse in his career, and he's learned to dish it out a little bit, which is good. You know, the other thing I think he's really learned, too, uh, uh, Bob, and, and Sidney Crosby was the real master of this, and so was Peter Forsberg, is he's learned how to use other people's strength or other people's attempts to bully him against them. Like, he spins off bodies so much better now. He uses other people's strength against them so well now. And he gives it back. And, you know, we know that McDavid is as unselfish as unselfish gets, but sometimes you have to be more selfish. Sometimes you have to say, no, I'm, I'm shooting this puck. No, 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 I, I'm going this way. And I think he's doing that a lot more, and it makes him better and it makes his teammates better. I think that, uh, I, you know, I, like, look, like, when, when, when you guys won the lottery, you drafted Connor McDavid. You envision certain things, and you've seen a lot of those things. But one thing that you always hope you see is that this is a great player who is consistently motivated to get better. And you've seen that that's true, and this year he's gone to another level. I mean, it's, 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 it's a real gift. And, like, just think about what Edmonton's been able to see in the last 40 years. Like, you, you, have, you had the greatest player of his generation, Gretzky, and now you've got the greatest player of, in his generation of McDavid. Like, I, I, like, not everybody gets to see that. And I hope everybody in Edmonton understands what a gift this is that you guys have there. It's phenomenal. We are joined by Elliot Friedman for Mid-City Construction Management. Bob Stoffer with you from the Scotiabank Saddledome. All right, three-two game, and the Oilers weren't playing well. Calgary, that was mm-hmm. Calgary. That that game. Calgary was play- did play better the other night. They Calgary were, played they that play game better. on. Their, they played that game on ter- on their terms. The Oilers get a power yep. play. Drysaddle gets robbed. Great save by Markstrom, mm-hmm. and then Rasmus Anderson scores from another area code. Yeah. Do you think the the Oilers teams of the two previous years, the playing series against Chicago and the playoff series against Winnipeg, would have been able to rebound from that? No, and, you know, Bob, the thing that I was talking about, too, with Merrick the other day is that if you look historically at those goals that have been given up, the team that allows them doesn't win. Like, you think about Dan Cloutier, Vancouver against Detroit 2002. Yep. Like, that, like Vancouver was up 2 nothing in the series. They won those two games on the road. 
And then that goal came when it was 1-1 at the end of the second period in game three. And it put Detroit ahead and Vancouver never won another game. You look at Sweden, Belarus in the 2002 Olympics. That is, so Belarus scored a goal off Tommy Salo's head. Uh, it will make it four to three with two and a half minutes left. They won. And uh, you really want to go back. 1971, Jacques Lemaire scored from center ice in game seven of the Stanley Cup final. Ron remembered this one. Chicago was up 2 nothing on Montreal. Lemaire made it 2-1. Then Henri Richard scored twice, and the Canadians won the Stanley Cup. And somebody on my Instagram messages reminded me of Jack Eichel and his NCAA championship game. They scored a goal like that and came back and won. Like, you don't win when you give up that kind of goal. And I, and I think it says a lot about the Oilers that they found a way to do it. I think it says a lot about Mike Smith. Like, Smith is a to me is a really fascinating guy because and and you guys all have seen it there in Edmonton like you've you've run the whole roller coaster of emotions when it comes to Mike Smith the good the bad and every time he gets written off he's like f you I'm I'm coming up here and I'm going to find a way and he did it again and uh, I, I just think that the Oilers have shown they can take a hit. And, and come back at you. They're a really, really resilient group. They, whatever, you know, Woodcroft and Manson and Gullitson are doing on the bench, they've convinced these players to, to believe in themselves. And I think the thing that made it really special was that it was a great night for the longest-serving Oiler, who's certainly seen a lot of frustration in his time in Edmonton. You hit on a lot of things there. Tony Esposito was the goaltender for Chicago. We didn't yeah. know about depth perception issues with goaltenders mm-hmm. in the early 1970s. And that was part of the story with him, is he had problems with shots from distance. It happened again during the 72 Canada Cup, or World Cup, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Summit Series. And so we later found out that Tony had depth perception issues, which would explain the Jacques Lemaire goal. Um, love the reference to RNH. It's ironic how it worked out, especially given the fact that Matthew Kachuk said, we're getting beat by one player. Because... Um, and I, I get where he's coming from, but the reality mm-hmm. is Leon Dreisaitl's done something in this year's playoffs that has never happened before. Four straight three-plus-point mm-hmm. games. But how about the signature moment for R&H? Well, I, I was really happy for Nugent Hopkins. Like, 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 as I said, he's gone through a lot of losing there and a lot of frustration. And, you know, assuming this all goes the way that it should, he's going to go down as, you know, right at the top of the Oilers all-time games played list. And I think if you dedicate your career to a franchise, as Nugent Hopkins is trying to do here, you should reap the benefits of that from time to time. And this is one of those moments. Like, I, I, like the thing is, like, you have to understand in, in, about what Kachuk said, Bob. This is a playoff series between yes. two teams that really hate each other. You have to understand that things are going to be said that are going to piss people off. That's just the way it is. I, well, you said I something bat, today that was pretty interesting. I, I don't bat an eye at that stuff. What's that? He said today he was asked about getting a good start, and he said it would be great to have a good start and get a little cushion for Marky. And I kind of interpreted that like, hmm, because as a rule of thumb, the road team in a game that stays even – on home ice, the longer it goes in that situation, I think the more it favors the road team because I mm-hmm. think there's greater pressure on the home team. It would be mm-hmm. great. It would be good to get a little cushion for Marky. I found that to be an interesting comment from Matthew Kachuk. 
Well, I, I think, look, like you're not blind. Like, every, like everybody sees that Markstrom is struggling. I, I would say that they got him a cushion in game two and they couldn't hold it. So, like, I just think a lot of things get said and I tend not to worry about them yeah. too much. Like, Elliot, you're the best. All right, so let's... Uh... <laughs> I definitely don't listen to that. All yeah. right. Uh, uh, Evander Kane, he's going to hit... I mean, right now, Dan Milstein must be smiling like the proverbial butcher's dog, eh? Uh, I think I'm sure that, you know, I mean, the one thing that's weird about all this is we've got to get this whole situation sorted out with his contract in San Jose. So, you know, we kind of have to like, look, if Kane's going to do very well, there's no question about it. He's had a great year. He's played incredibly well. And congratulations to him on, uh, on the birth of a child the other day. Um, but, uh, you know, like until like, he's going to do very well. There's no question about that, Bob, but, like this, there's still this weird situation with his contract with the Sharks hanging over all this. And, you know, we just have to figure out where this is going to go. But I always believe that if you play well, things take care of himself, themselves, and he certainly is playing well. No question about it. All right. Nathan McKinnon last night, Elliot, that was spectacular. Uh, it should, it, it, I said this a couple of times today, Bob, in, in, a, in a just world, that goes down as the series winning goal, right? But this this isn't always a, a, this isn't always fair. Um, I give a lot of credit to the Blues. I saw no way when they were down three nothing that they were coming back to win that game. They uh, kept their composure, which they didn't do in Game Four, and they found a way to come back and tie it uh, and then win it in overtime. Um, I, I was astonished at. That Colorado didn't win it. I quite frankly still can't believe it. I thought McKinnon played phenomenal. I thought from the first shift he was determined to win that game, and he almost did. And it's just a shame that one of the greatest individual playoff goals we've ever seen, like on the level of Mario Lemieux against Ray Bork and against Minnesota, doesn't go down as a goal that came in a win, like, for example, Lemieux's goals did. All right, uh, Tampa Bay, Florida. Too easy to say they got Vasilevsky. They got goalie in that series. I mean, it starts too there. E- too easy to say. I mean, Vasilevsky, the last game for sure. I mean, they could have played for a week, Bob, and the Panthers weren't scoring on Vasilevsky. Um, but I think, like, I thought a lot of that series, Tampa Bay was willing to concede ice, but not the most dangerous ice. Like, I, I think there were some empty calories in Florida's shot totals. Like a lot of shots, but maybe not a lot of great chances. They did have some in game four. There's, there's no question about that. I just think that Tampa gets to a level that other teams can't get to. Like if you play in the Atlantic with them and Toronto will learn this and, and now Florida learn this, you have to understand that this team will do anything it can to win. And that's just not the grinders. That's the best players. Like, I don't know if you watched last week, game two, the one they won in Florida, where they had a constant stream of guys going in and out of the dressing room to get treated. But that was, like, that was Stamkos, who was at the forefront of that. And their best players play hurt. Their best players play bruised. And their best players, like, everybody there blocks shots. And, but in the offensive zone, then they go and make their plays. And in the playoffs, they, they play smart. They don't. They don't put themselves into trouble. They're a high IQ team. They're a tough team. They play hard. They play skilled. But the thing is, like, they, like, it's like their, their tenacity, their desire, their will, it's, it's unmatched. 
and that's why they beat Toronto, and that's why they just wiped out Florida. And I think, I think it's a really tough thing for Florida to swallow. I think that one of the things they're looking at right now is you've got to tell your own best players, like you, the, way, the way those guys play, that's the way you've got to play. Yeah, well, I mean, we all know the story about the 82-83 Oilers walking by the Islanders' dressing room, and they weren't celebrating. Yep. They were, you know, icing down and dealing with the bumps and bruises and the injuries, and the Oilers realized they had to get to another level of commitment. Time for some quick hitters with Elliot Friedman from yep. NHL Hockey and Rogers. Elliot, San Jose general manager's job. Uh, yep. Could there be an NHL network connection, Brian Lawton and or Kevin Weeks? You know, uh, Weeks, a name I heard, but I'm not sure he's been interviewed yet. I had not heard Lawton. Uh, that's an interesting one. Obviously, Brian has the experience. I've heard some other, uh, like, I've heard there's some names in there that will be hard to find. Um, you know, obviously, we'd, we'd, met, we'd heard Ray Whitney. I've heard Brian Martin uh, from the formerly of the Red Wings and now of the uh, Rangers. I wouldn't be surprised if Matthew Dars from Tampa is in there. I wouldn't be surprised if John Ferguson from Arizona is in there. But I think there's going to be some more and some people we really haven't heard of. Like, uh, the one thing I've heard is it's a big net, Bob. They've talked to a lot of people, yeah. and I'm oh, yeah. not convinced they're anywhere close yet. Uh, where is Barry Trotz going? I think he. I don't get the sense he's in a hurry. Um, he's talked to Winnipeg. He's talked to Philly. Uh, I'm expecting him to talk to Detroit and possibly and likely Vegas. Um, I think we're all still waiting to see what Florida is going to do here. Dallas. Does Burnett stay or do they move on? Dallas, I think too. Um, like from all, all, the only thing I've heard is that I've heard he's not in a hurry. Like it's not like he's going to say. He's, I mean, if he gets the right situation, well, then we expect him to go there. But from what I've heard, he's in no rush to decide where that's going to be. Elliot, by the time we talk next Friday, will Edmonton's season be over, or will they be playing Colorado in round three or St. Louis in round three? Well, is anybody going to be too upset to see the possibility of McKinnon versus McDavid? I'll tell you this. I know people who are actively rooting for it. Yeah. Uh, tell us the truth. When you guys and you guys are carrying three of the four series with your broadcasters, yeah. uh, how we did not get uh, just, you know, we didn't get Carolina and the Rangers up in the press box on uh, game four. But I digress. Uh, that's which, weird. Because it's on nationally. Maybe you guys just don't know how to work the televisions. Well, that's we are. You know, we are a bunch of rubes from out west. So maybe that's <laughs> the case. <laughs> At least the ones that work in our broadcast booth. One guy in particular. Uh, <laughs> You know, I refer to him senior year as grade eight, but I digress. Uh, that's two digresses <laughs> in one show. Here we go. So tell me the truth. Which series has got you most compelled to watch? Oh, like Bob. Like, I mean, it's it's not even it's yeah. not even close. Like, you know, I like we've like I, I'm a Canadian. I'm a big hockey fan. I've, I've wanted to see this for a long time. It's 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 great theater. The fans are awesome. The, the, the buildings have been fantastic. You know, the one thing I really thought, like, like I thought in game four, your crowd was kind of nervous. 
Yeah. At least that's the way it seemed to us watching it, which surprised us a little bit. But, like, I'm assuming the, Cal- the Calgary's building tonight is going to be insane. The fans in both cities have been phenomenal. It's great. Like, I, I tell Amber and-, and Rudy every day that I'm jealous of them, that they're they're out there and get to be in the middle of it. It's it's such a fantastic thing. Well, if Edmonton advances, you can- we can hook you up for round three if you want to come out here. Well, I- I'm hoping we do. Like, uh like uh, one of the things that, you know, we did like last year with Montreal, it was COVID. So, you know, things were really different, but we did go to Montreal for the final. But in, in 2017, when Ottawa was in the final, we did have representation in Ottawa for their home games. In 2018, when Winnipeg was in the Western Conference Final, we did have representation in Winnipeg for their home games. And I'm hoping whoever wins this series then uh, we'll have representation there for the home games of the Western Conference Final and then for all games of the Stanley Cup Final. Well, Elliot, uh, yesterday I happened to quickly, I I watched it on YouTube just to see what they were saying about the Battle of Alberta. I watched around the horn and one of the basketball writers, they were talking about the NHL playoffs and they said the Battle of Alberta is a series that NBA wishes they have. It's been the best series it's been, a, it's been weird this year. Like, Bob, like, I'm not one of those please like my sport guys. I, I really don't like that. I think it's cheesy and kind of weak. It's been a very weird playoffs for the NBA. They've had a lot of bad blowout games. Like, I, like, we, like we have seven TVs in the room that we watch, right? So I'll put one on the uh, NBA series just so I can know what's going on. They this year have had a real... They've had a, a disappointing playoff in the sense that they've had a lot of blowouts. We've been very – like, any time in the first round, you get seven out of eight series that goes at least six games and five that go to game seven. That's that's a big win. That's huge. And, and this round now, I mean, look, like, I am not averse. I know the Oilers fans are going to hate to hear this. I, I love long series. And I, I just hope for long, long series because it's better hockey. Um, but uh, – We've been very lucky. This year's playoffs, for the first two rounds, they've been as good as we could hope for. Elliot, great stuff. Thanks for uh, switching around to accommodate Louis' schedule. Much appreciated. Yeah, well, Louis is very high maintenance. He tends to cry if he doesn't get his way, so I totally understand. Never want to take away the chicken wings from him. That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> all right, Bob. Hopefully I get to see you next round. Okay, bye. All right. Thank, thank you very much. That's Elliot Friedman again for Mid-City Construction Management. Again, we will tell you that uh, Mid-City is currently looking for underground personnel and laborers for all civil scopes to join their ranks. Apply today at mid-city.ca. For you golfers out there, if you're looking for a bucket list experience, you can join New West Travel in Cabot, Nova Scotia, on a five-day golf getaway. Golf at Cabot Cliffs and Cabot Links. This package includes airfare via a private WestJet charter with an open bar and uh, premium meals, four nights accommodation in the Cabot Lodge, five rounds of golf in the stunning Cabot, Nova Scotia, a New West golf tournament with New West Travel. Book now, get a $350 upgrade to premium economy to reserve your tea time. Call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. When we come back, you, that's right, you, we're going to open up the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. And you can text us on the Ashley Pine Floors text line. Same number, 780-496-0063. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.